0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I've got visions in my head. People tell me that I'm crazy. I tell them that's exactly it. I've got reasons for my absence. People tell me that I'm bad now. I tell them I'm not like the... Before we get into this episode, I did want to let you guys know that we are doing a little bit of a giveaway. One of you, a very lucky winner, will win a breadwinning housewife trucker All you have to do is go comment your favorite part of the episode on my Kinsey Elizabeth video post promoting this episode and then the IOYSM podcast Instagram page, the video promo post. You guys know what I'm talking about. Comment on both of those and I will reply to the winner and get your address and send you guys a trucker. Hi guys, welcome to the I Love You So Much podcast. I am your host, Kinsey Elizabeth, and I hope you guys are having a fabulous Thursday. Today is actually a solo episode. I know, they get requested all the time, and I don't know why I don't record more of them. Actually, I do. It's because I go and batch record, and then I have like 10 episodes ready to go, and I just want to get them out in like a timely way. But I'm thinking in 2022, I might dabble more in a good solo episode. They're also like really awkward to film because also this show is a YouTube show, if you will. Well, I mean, it's like on YouTube. What classifies it as a YouTube show? I don't know. And you guys can watch all the episodes on YouTube as well. Just feels weird that I'm like looking to a camera, even though I, you know, I'm full time on YouTube. So anyways, I don't know. With that, <laughs> that being said, we are filming a good old solo episode today. I Had this realization recently that this is the first time in my life that my life has felt like one thousand times better in real life than it looks online, and that is not to say that I'm like faking it on social media. But I think, with that being said, like social media is a highlight reel, and I think that's actually okay. Like I think that's called boundaries, and it's like healthy. And it's not that like my life has always sucked and I've been putting on this like fake thing. Like that's really not it at all. I just think. I am so happy and I am in such a good place in most areas of my life where I don't feel like I was always there, that my life just feels so much better than it even looks on the internet, which I think is always the goal, but it's not always a reality because you know, a photo is about 0.001 seconds of your life. I am just really at peace and I'm very content and I know that I don't really know anything, which I think is a really important thing to start this podcast episode out with. And even just my shows in general, I like having people on the show with different perspectives. Obviously, like grew up in different areas, think different. Like, I think that's really important. I think the Skinny Confidential does the best job about that. I'm trying to get better at it. And I am not sitting here telling you I have the answers. I literally know nothing. All I know is that I like espresso martinis with tequila. I like reading. I like the bars and I like my friends. I would say for a 24-year-old, I have a good amount of like weird life experience, a very unique life experience, business-wise, just other things, not in like a way that's better or lesser, but in a way that has given me a lot of reasoning to go to therapy a lot of the time. So any good advice I, you know, am regurgitating on the podcast is typically cost me thousands of dollars in therapy. So you guys are all welcome. With that being said, I know literally nothing. All I do is just share kind of where I'm at in my life experience and I think that hopefully can resonate with a lot of you I know you guys are around my age and going through the same thing when I opened up about I was like what the hell is happening and when I was 23 a year ago that was the worst year in the past year but it was very confusing and I changed my mind and we talked about that so much on the show and since I complained a lot about it and I was like I hate uncertainty which you know is your 20s so that's unfortunate. I thought it would be good for me to kind of come back when I'm in a better place and not just complain the whole time, but also just talk about how I'm actually really in the healthiest place I've ever been and I am the happiest that I've ever been and I am doing pretty much everything that I was told was wrong by some person it is incredibly important to kind of like cut out the chatter and listen to yourself. And it's really difficult to do that online or just, I mean, in real life, I think it's really, really hard to do that in general. So I wanted to talk about that. I've also just really come into myself. I remember feeling the complete opposite of that this time last year, especially in like March was the worst time for me. I felt like almost, I don't know how to describe it. Like, I felt like I was just spilling everywhere. I had never been less confident. I never had less clarity on what I wanted to do. I never compared myself more. I had never been so down on myself with like really no confidence in even who I was as like a person or what I was doing. I think like everything in my life had shifted and changed so quickly and while it was so amazing and like literally the best thing never happened to me at that time, I was so confused and I was so insecure and I was so just not myself and in a really, really bad place. And in the recent months, I have recently like really come into myself. I think I know myself really well again. And that obviously comes in ebbs and flows that it's going to constantly change. I'm not always going to feel this way. But I think the relationship that I have with myself has never been better And I think that's even evident just with my content. I was talking to my managers last week and I'm like, I just feel even the best I felt about my job because I'm so clear on who I am and where I'm going while also knowing literally nothing. And I think that's partly part of your 20s and maybe just life in general. I think I was also facing, you know, a good amount of imposter syndrome in like certain ways. And I think I lost a lot of myself in... My work and other people in other organizations that I was a part of, and other like business cultures that I was a part of. And we live in a world that is like shouting so many different opinions of you or at you of what you should be and what you should be doing, whether it's hustle culture or the 5 a.m. club or a guy you're dating or your friend group, your college, your sorority sisters, religious organizations. I mean, there are so many people who have such strong opinions, especially like hustle culture and I think religious organizations in general. Like it's a really difficult thing to navigate because I'm someone who I'm like an Enneagram three. If any of you guys know what that means, that means very, it's like the overachiever. So I want to do really well. I want to be the best. I want to succeed. I want to, again, just like overachieve. So when it comes to things like maybe, you know, faith or like hustle culture and things like that, I think I can absorb almost a little bit too much. And then when it's something that I deeply care about, I found that it affects me a lot. I'm a very extreme person. Okay. I'm not extreme in like necessarily like the unhealthy ways that you would think of like extremists or whatever, but I think I'm extreme in things that I like. For example, I love reading. So I read 100 books last year when i like a workout i do that workout over and over i just love when i find something i like i find something that i like and i'm a very extreme all or nothing sort of person which is actually i believe it's actually a trauma response um but it's not the healthiest thing especially when you are surrounded by organizations that are telling you who to be what to do how to talk how to text like things like that it can be like really not the best thing ever and i am just prone to i think like just trying my best to be the best. And when it gets to the point where it's like controlling who you are, that is really just not the best thing for me. I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate, whether it is, you know, relationships. I think a lot of you guys probably have grown up in like church or something like any, any honestly, like belief system, I think can affect you this way. Again, for whatever reason, at different points in my life, I was less strong than others and I think it kind of hit me and affected me in different ways just depending on like how vulnerable and like where I was at so things I was told was wrong the number one honestly rest I think hustle culture was not like the best thing ever we've talked about being anti-hustle culture on this show so many times it is I'm not a fan of it I think it's really unhealthy I am not someone who thinks like I don't know I say I don't think balance exists, but I do think balance exists. I just think it's more so you have different priorities at different times. And that's just kind of the balance of it. Like I don't think you have to have this perfect, like pie chart almost of like, this is my social life and this is school or this is my job. Like I think that when you're trying to achieve balance for me personally will just make me go crazy. But if I recognize like, oh, right now, look at my 23rd year, I was prioritizing work and my social life, right? Instead, whereas in the past I had other priorities. And so I think, you know, it's like I do believe in balance, I guess, but I just more so believe like you have different priorities at different times. Anyways, I think rest was not really something that I thought was good, especially living in a city like Los Angeles, which is a great city and it did wonders for my career and just even who I am as a person but that city there it's just crazy like even more than New York I think my friends in New York have other interests outside of work that's something I've noticed and they have other hobbies and they go do other things but in LA at least the people I was around. And I think a lot of it is people who like, I'm sure it's a lot of transplants who like move there for work, but your whole life revolves around your career. And that is it. Like Peyton and I have been talking about this so much, Peyton Sarton, because she recently moved to Dallas from LA. And it's so interesting, the difference. And I found for me, having a life outside of my job, which sounds really obvious, is a really important thing. But I was around a city that had a culture of like, your job and your career is on your pedestal, and it's not who you are, it's what you do. The number one question you're asked is, What do you do? And that's just something I really don't like. I think obviously we're all guilty of asking it when you're in a conversation because you just like don't know what to say. But it's something I really try to steer clear from. It's definitely not as big of a thing in Dallas. And that's not because people aren't as successful here, it's because the culture is just totally different. And that's just not how things kind of go here. And I love that about Dallas. Also, there's a lot of people around you. And I think, you know, one on one end of LA, it's incredible to be around a lot of like-minded people who want to do similar things. I think that's so helpful career-wise because it keeps you motivated. It keeps you inspired. But then you get to the other side of like, there is more to life than what I do in my career. And maybe I don't want to do what you think I need to do for work. Even the type of content, like I run into this, like honestly, pretty often of I am not the YouTuber who is going to host like a ton of clickbait stuff or really like overly edited stuff just because that's not really my vibe. It's not that I'm against it. Obviously, those people doing way better than me. They do incredible, but that's just not me. And I cannot fake anything like I can't do it and I and we have in the past is how I know I can't do it I would just rather go to bed proud of the content that I'm making and the audience that I'm finding that is there for my content rather than going to bed at night like making stuff on YouTube that I'm just like not proud of even if it's performing better I just know at the end of the day I have realized over the years that I would rather just go to bed proud of who I am and proud of what I'm making and really gaining the audience that I want, which honestly, business-wise is actually smarter, um, than doing what other people around me are telling me to do, like work-wise. Not that I don't listen to advice, but it's just like sometimes at the end of the day, you do just need to listen to yourself, which we will get to. As we know, I mentioned therapy in quite literally every single episode, which is why it is so fitting that BetterHelp is actually a sponsor of the podcast. So if you guys have something that is interfering with your happiness or something that is preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You are able to connect in a safe and private online environment. It is so convenient convenient. And you can start communicating in under 48 hours. The two biggest reasons I hear from people who are in therapy is that it's either really expensive or it's just another thing to get to during the week. And BetterHelp is helping, all right, because it is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. Also, you can do this over the phone or video. Okay, guys, you don't have to leave your house, right? So it's not a crisis line. It is not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. You are able to send a message to your counselor at any time and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. And again, this is all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can find the particular expertise you need online. Don't limit yourself to counselors located near you. They have licensed professional counselors who specialize in depression, stress, anxieties, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, and self-esteem. Anything you share is confidential. It is convenient, it is professional, and it is affordable. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash Kinsey. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their own mental health. Again, that is BetterHelp. H-E-L-P slash Kenzie. Hello, beautiful people. It's Renee Blewett, and I am your host for the She Did That podcast. Have you ever wondered how your favorite women founders are building these beautiful brands and legacies? Whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur already on your journey or just someone who wants to learn from the best to ever do it, this is the podcast for you. Every week, I'll introduce you to powerhouse entrepreneurs, creatives, and innovators who are carving their own paths with love, resilience, and bold ambitions. Be sure to subscribe now so you don't miss a thing. The second thing kind of piggybacks that, but like creating a life that I love. Again, there was just so much pressure to just build a career and that is it. And that is your purpose in life. And when I got to LA, I'm like, I have really built at least the foundation of a career that I'm really proud of and that I love and I'm really excited about and I'm really lucky I've worked my ass off but I'm also really lucky a lot of people work really hard and things don't work out for them not to say that I'm like the biggest out there but obviously like I've made it a career and I realized like I built a career that I loved but not a life that I loved and that was part of my issue when I was like oh my god who am I I'm 23 and I'm so confused blah 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 and so I almost like felt guilty, honestly, for just being social or having fun. I remember in LA, a friend of mine said something to me and I was like, what? Like it was really gross. I had like a group of friends who were just like, obviously we all went to college together and they were like, the best thing to ever happen to me because it wasn't so like hustle culture work 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 and they were just like normal people who didn't share their lives on the internet they're incredibly talented incredibly smart incredibly driven and successful in other ways we just didn't do the same thing and I remember someone saying like basically that I'm wasting my time by spending time with these people over like hanging out with people who I could like clout chase from which is just not like literally not me it couldn't be it's just not me. Like it is that if there's one thing on this world that I think is gross, that is it. And so I think I had a lot of guilt almost on like having fun and being young and making mistakes because I thought like everything I do literally 24 seven needs to get you to the next place. Like even the quote, you are the five people you surround yourself with. I think that gets taken out of context. And Ed Milet says this really well. It's not always the people that you think are going to like get you somewhere career-wise, it's people who are kind, people who treat people with respect, who have integrity, like I look way more at who people are than what people do, like we all have jobs, we all work, it's cool, but I think it's just important to like actually create a life I love, and I felt like for so long I was told on one hand by hustle culture, like that's not it, you need to work, 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 and that's it, and keep in mind I also feel kind of hypocritical because I do think there is a time and a place like when I was talking about different priorities earlier I do think that there is definitely a time where you put your head down and that is your focus and I did that for five years and I'm obviously still working really hard there's just no point to me if I'm not happy and if I don't love the life that I'm living like I just don't want to do it anymore and then also I think just making choices for myself when you're in an organization of people who with all due respect I love them but who are trying to essentially make clones of each other. Like when they're, I don't know how to say this. Okay. Like when they're wanting everyone to talk the same, act the same, do the same things, dress the same way. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do this. And I feel like I really fell into that, not even thinking because I always felt really uncomfortable with it. And I would. Always talk about it and always say, like, I just don't like how it's like literally like clone culture. Like, it makes me uncomfortable. I don't feel like I can be myself. But I think it took me getting away from it to realize, like, I am allowed to make my own decisions at 24 years old. Like, I can make decisions for myself. I can change my mind and I don't have to fully follow in your footsteps and do what you think I need to do, date who you think I need to date, things like that. Like, again, at the end of the day, you need to make your own decisions. The next thing will be slowing down. I guess this kind of also goes into rest with hustle culture. I still feel guilt to not pack my weeks hour by hour by hour, even if like the week before I was in LA recording, I think I recorded like 12 episodes in a week, which is really intense, especially on camera. That's a lot, a lot, okay? That's the majority of three months of episodes, right? And I come back and I still think like, Oh, if I don't have something on my calendar hour by hour by hour by hour, I feel like I'm not like fully worthy or not good enough, or I'm not going to get to where I want to be. And that's just not true. And that's something clearly I still like, am kind of battling and that's just like a personality thing, I think with me, but it's okay to slow down as well. And it's okay to have a week that isn't hacked. You don't have to run for president every single week. I think it's actually really healthy. Okay, another thing I wrote down, which I guess these are all kind of just getting jumbled together. But again, just being my own person with my own interests. Again, when you're in a culture, whether it's a business culture or faith culture or certain friend groups, relationships, whatever, people just kind of start to morph into each other. And there's really nothing wrong with that. if like, that's what you want. It just isn't what I want. When it's also a lot of people who like have to think the exact same way, I just don't do well in those settings. And if I've learned anything in the past two or three years, I don't do well in having to be or think or act the same way as everyone else, I get very claustrophobic and I don't like it. And again, because of my personality type of being a little more extreme with things, it just isn't healthy for me. Again, I mean, enjoying my life in general, like outside of work is another thing which I've talked about a billion times. And then being who I want to be over who they expect me to be. And they can be anyone. I know who my they is. I'm sure you guys are thinking of your own. But those are just things that I was told was wrong, whether explicitly or just like heavily, heavily implied. And it really emotionally stunted me. Honestly, I let myself get to places where I was listening to other people over me. And I think my intentions at first are really good. I wanted to learn. I was young. I was like, I don't know anything like I really just teach me. And, you know, I think on one end, I learned a lot of things probably that were good. But for the most part, a lot of it ended up being like not the best thing for me. So. I get to 23 and I had my famous meltdown that this podcast has heard about many times. If you guys haven't listened, honestly, I talked about it in a lot of episodes, but I would go back to the two episodes with Jessa Hastings on advice for your 20s. Those are so helpful. And she is someone who really helped me during this time. And I just remember feeling like there was almost like no structure to like my body and that I was like spilling out. And I know it sounds gross and weird, but I don't know how else to describe it other than I just like, was like, I have never been less sure of myself. I've never had less direction. I've never known less about myself. I remember like looking at myself in the mirror. I mean, I don't even know who this is. And I think that was a result of two years of me being on like autopilot and being in relationships I really shouldn't have been in, being in settings I shouldn't have been in. And slowly but surely, I really lost myself. And I didn't even realize it because I was almost gaslighting myself making myself believe like, oh, you're happy, or this is what you want. Or really, I felt like it was what I should want. And it's what other people were telling me that that was what I should want. And I listened to them, and I shouldn't have, okay? So I think I just really lost myself. And again, that's me. Like, that's on me. I We all do that, though. Like, everyone makes mistakes. You are going to get to times where you're like, who the hell am I? I'm so confused. I have no idea what's going on. I'm currently also working through, like, self-compassion, because I can be a little bit hard on myself when it comes to that. And I will look back at myself a year ago and cringe and be like, Oh my god, I hate her. And it's like, why do I hate her? Like, she got me to where I am today. I liked her at the time. Why can't I like her now? But I was just so lost and so insecure. And comparison was just hitting and I just didn't know what was going on. And what I found is actually that was a really, really, really good place to be in. So if you're feeling that way, I would just like, almost encourage you for like, that sounds really cheesy. But It's better to be in that place than to still be on autopilot lying to yourself or ignoring yourself, which I was ignoring myself for years. I would even get into relationships where that person had so many other problems and they were all about themselves. Like the entire relationship was completely about them because it wouldn't have to be about me and I could ignore my problems. And I think I could fixate on like them and their problems, which is a classic thing. I think that happens with dating and not healthy at all. But I would find people who were just only uh, into—they're out for their own. Like they were only into themselves, and it was all about them. And that was another way that I kind of like just kept going on autopilot, right? And so finally, after a lot of therapy, and my therapist saying like, "You are allowed to change your mind," and also certain settings that you've been in have been unbelievably unhealthy, and it is okay to not want to be there anymore and to change your mind. It was really hard and no one talks about how difficult it is to like unlearn beliefs or things that have been taught to you, whether it's how you grew up or it's a religion that you grew up in or it's a parent who was really hard on you or a sports team, coaches, things like that. Because even though throughout the entire time, I like consciously didn't agree with them, it was still so ingrained in me way more than I even realized Honestly, even now, like I'm unpacking more and like, oh, like that actually really affected me. I didn't even realize it because I was just taught, like, don't get offended and move on, you know, and that was definitely hard. And it's also difficult when you are in a setting. I think a really good example would be your parents. So like you love your parents so much and they also have caused you harm. I think it's the both and concept. And I say that with a lot of things, like if you're working through something again, whatever you're working through, I think it's kind of difficult. And it was hard for me to even open up and talk about it with a therapist because I was like, well, I also love these people. And like, there was a lot of good things, but they can also hurt you. And it's the both and concept in the way that like, I'm sure as a parent one day, or even as a friend in general, like I'm sure, you know, there's both and with me, like no one is perfect. And that is really completely normal, but that also isn't an excuse at all. And it does get to the point where I realize, like it is so hard to unlearn these things and really change my mind because I just like no matter how much I disagree with it, it's still in the back of my head. or I could even hear their arguments in the back of my head. And I had to get really good at tuning out their voices. And honestly, it just took me a long time. And one day, actually, after probably a year of working through this, I woke up and I had this thought. I'm like, wow, I don't really hear that anymore. Or it doesn't bother me like it used to. And that's not to say like one day I just woke up and it was fine. That was not it at all. But it was slowly but surely the grip was kind of like loosening up. And one day I finally was like, oh, wow, I really am in a much healthier place. It just took a long time. And then I was able to live my life in what works for me and in ways that I can control. Like, you can control the people that you surround yourself with. You can control the way that your life feels. You can control the food that you cook. You can control the books that you read. Another thing I wanted to say that I forgot to say in this intro is it's so crazy how there are so many different groups of people coming at you telling you this is the one right way to live, right? Whether it is a diet, a workout, a religion, I mean, whatever, a culture, whatever it is, It's so interesting because they all contradict each other, right? So like even going into like diet stuff, what like vegan, vegetarian, keto, intermittent fasting, I mean, all these different ways of eating, Whole30, and they will tell you like it's scientifically backed. And then I'm like so confused because they all say that. And like, is it the same? Is it not? I don't know. But that's just like a really good metaphor for I think like you go into life and so many people have so many different opinions and you really just have to like quiet out the noise Even workout wise, like I love Pilates and I love going on long walks. I tried every workout under the sun and low intensity is what works for me and my body. And I'm sure it doesn't work for the next person. Like everyone has to make their own decisions and find what works for them. So anyways, I think throughout the past year of me kind of coming into my own again and, you know, knowing myself better than I really probably ever have and really just finding and coming into my own. Has truly just benefited every area of my life and I feel like that's obvious but for so long when I was on autopilot work-wise and I was slowly losing myself there it hurt my work because I mean I, I my work is really myself though so I don't know if this applies to everyone I'm sure it probably does but over time like it was hurting my work because I wasn't in the best place I didn't really even know who I was I didn't know what I wanted like really knowing yourself and coming into your own can only do good things for you okay guys Valentine's Day is coming up very quickly and you guys are all welcome for this reminder because I'm sure a lot of you have forgotten. Just last night, I decided I was gonna host the cute Valentine's, you know, dinner party. I'm ordering all these things. I'm looking online and you wanna know where I'm looking? I am looking at Macy's.com, all right? So again, guys, friendly reminder, Valentine's Day is coming up. Your special someone hasn't already reminded you. Luckily, Macy's has you covered with their gift finder and amazing gifts at any price, even $25 and under. And if you need more inspo, you can check out these great gift ideas at Macy's.com slash gift finder. Macy's has the best gifts for cozy nights in, date nights out, treating yourself, celebrating Galentine's, and luxe gifts for those who like the finer things in life. Find the most sought after gifts from Macy's best friends like Martha Stewart Collection, obviously my personal fave, Dior, Kendra Scott, and Coach. And don't forget to treat yourself. You deserve a delightful fragrance, new self-care, beauty routine, or beautiful jewelry. Let's make the most out of Valentine's Day this year. It's such a fun day, guys. Honestly, it's just a reason to celebrate love, whether it's self-love, whether it's love for your friends, your family, your significant other. All right, guys, it's going to be a good day, okay? Macy's.com slash I'm telling you, they're taking all of the stress out of Valentine's Day. Again, that is Macy's.com slash gift Again, there's so much power in knowing yourself. And I really do truly believe that we have the answer inside of us, regardless of what you call it. So you could call it, you know, God, the universe, yourself. I mean, like literally whatever it is a really easy example that I just thought of like off the top of my head was, you know, I think we've all been in relationships or dated people that we knew we shouldn't have. And I did this and I had a steady stream of anxiety the entire time. And I kid you not, I blamed it on alcohol, which I'm not drinking every day. So I don't know where that came from, what drinking on the weekends. I what? I don't understand. I mean, you know, alcohol does induce anxiety. But my point being that the anxiety was not coming from the alcohol. I knew deep down that this was not the partner for me and there was just something off and it was my body telling me that it wasn't it and at the same time I was dealing with like attachment theory and if you guys this is my question like dating anxiety and then also if you have a certain attachment theory then you have anxiety like how do you know if that's you or them right in this time though to be honest with you I was muddled between is this me and it's like my attachment issues or is this just because I shouldn't be with the person. And if I really were to get honest with you at that time, I would have been able to tell you that it wasn't the person for me. And I'm noticing how as I'm doing this podcast that I clearly have a str- like pattern of lying to myself and ignoring myself and not telling myself the truth because I can look back and be like, I knew it back then. But why am I not admitting it to myself? I think I need to work on that. Okay. So over time, I realized that I needed to just quiet the voices around me and just make my own decisions in every area. And I don't say that to say, like, I know everything at all. And also, I'm someone I love learning. I love podcasts. I love reading. I love everything. I mean, I just I really love learning. And I think because I was in a very intense internship that was like leadership oriented and this is who you should be. I took it a little bit too extreme. Or I just like I was a little too hard on myself. But I do think at the end of the day, like you do have to quiet the voice and you know what's best for you. I'm not telling you to like go into isolation and make bad decisions, but I'm telling you to like just get still and quiet. We have an episode coming up with an author who wrote a book on solitude and we're going to talk about that. And I think that's really helpful. But there were just so many voices with really contradicting opinions in my life. And I was so confused. Everyone contradicts themselves who knows what's right? I don't know. So at the end of the day, I was like, I need to make my own decisions. Okay. So what I did, I wrote these in my notes to get to know yourself. Quiet the voices around you. It takes time. This definitely was not an overnight thing. I would say it took months on end and a lot of highs and lows. And while I'm feeling really good right now, who knows how I'm going to feel in two months? You know, I think that's the fun part about being in your 20s. All right. Again, it's also a lifelong journey and things are always going to change. I thought I was honoring myself because I liked myself, but I was also ignoring myself, again, both and, and taking care of myself or listening to myself in the ways that I should have. I wasn't doing that at all. I was putting other people before me, and I think that's because I truly love those people, but also I was avoiding myself. So, I mean, you know, I'm also... I'll, this is another thing, too, that I've kind of always, like, fought... And I'm always going to be the person who cares more about who I am than what I do. And I feel like that was just not emphasized in LA as much It's more about what you do. And maybe that's just how I took it. But I don't have it in me to like step on people to like get to where I want to be or to be super like cloud chasing and things like that's just like not me. And also to just put my my career on a pedestal to where like my entire life is my career and that's it. And I was kind of fighting that for so long because while I do love working in there, I've definitely been times in my life where that's been the only thing I cared about. Who I am now is just not that person anymore. And I feel like I was fighting that because I thought I needed to be that person. I needed to be the person who only cared about my career, didn't care about my social life, didn't care about, you know, more than the three friends that I was hanging out. With. Like, I don't know. I mean, I always cared about my friends, but you get what I'm saying. I didn't prioritize like my social life. And again, I'm also still working on self-compassion. I cringe so hard at my past self. And then I was like, okay, I mean, it's good that I'm growing and it's good that I'm like moving past this stuff, but I would like to know um, how to do that without hating my old self. And I don't have the answers for you. I really have no answers other than what I tell myself is that girl got you to where you're at now and you should love her. Also, I think she was doing the best with what she knew at the time and you had to cut her some slack, give her some grace we all probably can relate on this but I give people so many chances and I will I will give anyone grace and be like oh they didn't mean this like they could literally punch me in the face and i would probably be like well they are probably having a bad day like something like that and it's so interesting because while obviously the extremes of that are not healthy like why can't I do that with myself you know that's something I'm working on practical things that have really helped me morning pages I've been talking about this more recently I will just get up in the morning at some point and I will just write three pages of my notebook full and as someone who really ignored myself for so long and didn't know where my emotions were coming from or why I was feeling some type of way or even that I was feeling some type of way, morning pages helped so much because basically you just like don't let yourself stop writing. You can either set a timer or do like a certain length. I always just do a certain length. And because I can't stop writing, I have to fill the page up. So everything that's ever been in my brain is somehow on those pages. And it has helped me so much to like understand myself more, which I think maybe sounds stupid because like, why can't you just think? But some of this is really deep rooted. And I also don't always make the connections. I'm a visual learner, too. So I think something about having it out on paper helps me. Another thing, um, getting hobbies. I think hobbies are an incredible thing. I love reading, I love cooking, I love going on walks. I have a lot of, I love going and riding horses. I just like doing random things that aren't work affiliated that I actually enjoy. And I didn't do that for a long time. The next one is spending time with people who truly make me feel good. And this might be an obvious one, but I'm going to say not people you feel like you need to hang out with because you feel like you have an obligation to them, whether it's a work obligation like some sort of family tie, the length of the friendship, whatever it is. I've really just surrounded myself with people who truly make me feel good. And that I love my friends in Dallas. We don't have the same career paths, like literally at all. I don't have anything similar to any of them. And they're honestly like all killing it. But we don't even talk about work. They're all like really normal people. And what I mean by normal, I mean, they just don't like share their lives on the internet because that's like not a normal thing to do. But I just love that. And whereas before... Maybe the friend would have said, you know, you're not spending your time with people. Essentially, you can like line the ladder with or gain followers or whatever, which I also just never was that person. And that made me feel wrong because I didn't want to fake genuine friendships for like Instagram or YouTube or whatever it was. It always made me feel like I was wrong because I couldn't do that. And sometimes those are real. Like not everything is fake. But for me, I'm like, I love those people, but I don't want to hang out with them every day. They're not my everyday people. And so just spending time with people who truly make me feel good and people that I really admire for different reasons, their character, how they treat people, just like them in general, they're fun. That's been good. Identity Capital. I talked about this before. It is a concept I got from the book The Defining Decade. Controversial book. I know, but I really liked it. And that's been really helpful just in general because I don't know, I want to go into it again because I've gone into it so many times. Listen to the episode with Margo Lee, the last one we recorded, and we talk about it. But again, I cannot stress this enough. It is a process. It is not an overnight thing. And one day I really did just wake up and notice how much it changed and how much I had changed for the better and gotten so much stronger and more confident in who I am. I always hear the quote, your career is a jungle gym, not a ladder, which I think is really important. And we can talk business and do a whole business episode as well. But I think that's an incredibly important piece of advice anyways. But I also think like your life is a jungle gym, not a ladder. You don't have to you know, graduate college and then get married and then have kids and then do this and then do this and do this by 30. I think that's exhausting. And also, you don't need to know what you want to do. Even at 24, there's so many things I know I'm going to do in my life that I have no idea I even have an interest in right now. So living with that mentality of your life is a jungle gym, not a ladder is really helpful. All right, guys, I'm now pulling up some questions on Instagram to answer One of you said living life. I I think I'm doing that. Um, uh, That's not a question. But best books of 2021 and books you can't wait for coming in 2022. I have been posting in feed book list on my Instagram, which is Kinsey Elizabeth nonstop. I loved, loved K.A. Tucker's series, The Simple Wild. I love that. I love the Friend Zone series as well. I can't wait for coming out in 2022 as I'm recording this tomorrow the fourth book in the Simple Wild series comes out I just finished Colleen Hoover's new book that I just released Reminders of Him which is our book club book by the way if you guys didn't know we're bringing back a book club it's in our Geneva group chat under book club and we're meeting middle of February how you know when your gut feeling is telling you something for me I get really anxious and uneasy I something too it's hard when you have anxiety because people always say like follow peace. And I think that following peace is a really great thing if you don't have anxiety. So it is tricky. But something for me is that I just feel anxiety, but in a different way than I would if I was just kind of afraid of something. And I don't have the answers on how to kind of decipher that. I would love to have an expert on the podcast to talk about that if you guys are interested. Are the rumors true that you're becoming a TikTok star? Thank you. The rumor was started by me. Yes, it is true. It hasn't come to pass, but I'm speaking in faith, guys how to tell when it's time to let go of a friendship. This is really hard. I love my friends. And I've also had a lot of the same ones for years and years and years, some since like literally elementary school. And I've gone through this a little bit in the past year. And it's definitely really tough for me. It's just when you realize that the friendship isn't good for you or the other person, I think when it's not a healthy friendship, And that doesn't mean that you guys are fighting or treating each other poorly. I think sometimes it's enabling each other. I think sometimes it's you're actually holding that person back. And that's just kind of what I've noticed. And I'm not the best at it. I typically wait because I don't want to let go of anything or anyone. So I'll typically wait for them to kind of drift away, which is not great. But I think that, again, a lot of the time you have the answers yourself when it no longer makes sense in your life, honestly, yeah, and that sucks, and it's really difficult. And especially a YouTube video, actually, where we talk about like friendship breakups and stuff, it's just not fun. I'm getting a ton of questions about breakup advice, and I just want to tell you guys that I have possibly the best breakup advice podcast episode ever. End of 2020, I posted one with Amy. She's the author of Breakup Bootcamp, and we go through it. It's a science of the brain, and it's re- I mean, it's just like literally the most helpful book and podcast episode ever it might not sound like it is but it is and it's literally the science behind breakups so if you want answers I'm telling you guys this is the episode to go listen to I'm also recording one with Lauren for mood that is coming soon obviously we like went through breakups together so I feel like it's gonna be a good episode but anyways I hope you guys enjoyed this solo if you guys have any other episodes you want me to do by myself let me know Ultimately, I think I just really realized who I am. Um, A breadwinning housewife. Actually, I mean, yes, but I'm kidding. And just things that I love. Like, I love Texas. I love hosting. I love cooking. I love reading. I love being home. I like going to the bars. I like spending time with my friends. I love like country music, like driving slow, like just things like that. Even if it's not like huge identity, like this is the value of mine and I care. Like, For example, another thing I care about is like, I want to know everyone's name. So if I'm going to a coffee shop more than once, I want to remember their names, things like that. It doesn't have to be like the super deep thing, but I think over time, as I even got more into my interest, I realized more of who I was and who I was is totally okay. I don't have to do or say or be like everyone else and the people that they're telling you, you know what I mean? They're telling you to be like, if that makes sense. And also I had to work through uh, like, I am who I am and I don't need to be who they want me to be, whether that's people online or people that have been in my life or in my life in the past. And yeah, I think it's been really good. I'm honestly really proud of myself from where I'm at now. And I say that because if Kinsey in March of 2021 was listening to this episode, she would probably cry tears of joy because she truly didn't see it getting better. Anyways, that is it for today's episode. We have breadwinning housewife stuff coming up soon, guys. We've got book club. We are reading Reminders of Him by Colleen Hoover in our Geneva chat. Join the book club room. And then you guys can just add it to your calendar. It's like the second week of February, I think, that we're meeting in the app on like a clubhouse sort of vibe. A lot of you guys have already read it. I finished it last night in one sitting. It was incredible. As always, you can follow us on Instagram, on TikTok. You can follow us on, subscribe to us on YouTube. Subscribe to me on YouTube. But, anyways, hope you guys enjoyed, and I will talk to you next Thursday.